Hey there, Perfect Movie listeners. This is Steven. The episode you're about to hear was released one year ago this month on the bonus disc, the Patreon feed of the two Gomers. Our Patreon subscribers, we call them Gomertrons, get brand new episodes of Perfect Movie each month, plus the result show for every movie and additional bonus apps depending on what level you subscribe at. Now that a year has gone by, we're releasing the main Perfect Movie episodes to this feed so the public can hear them. If you want to stay up to date and hear these episodes a year in advance, make sure you head over to patreon.com slash twogomers to subscribe to the bonus disc. And if you like what you hear, make sure you check out Overcoming Runner's Block. That's our health podcast where we chase big goals, face our excuses, and invite a nation along for the run. You can find Overcoming Runner's Block wherever you listen to podcasts. Okay, here's the episode. Happy listening. Sometimes a movie will change its title mid-production due to copyright snafus, thematic or story alterations during the development of the film, or simply cooler heads prevailing. Some of these changes make more sense than others. E.T. was originally titled A Boy's Life, but Spielberg opted for the more specific, though arguably inaccessible, acronym. $3,000 was the name of Gary Marshall's 90s prostitution-themed rom-com before he decided to tone down the film as a whole, and the title followed suit, borrowing from Roy Orbison's hit song, Pretty Woman. Is Alien a better title than its original moniker, Star Beast? Or is it just what we have and so we love it? Less of a mystery is whether audiences would have liked the title stamped on the top of the second draft of George Lucas's industry and culture-altering 1977 behemoth, Adventures of the Star Killer as taken from the Journey of the Wills, Saga 1. The movie itself went through several more drafts, months of shoots and reshoots, extensive in-the-moment and last-minute edits, and, thankfully, a significant reduction of its clumsy nomenclature down to two one-syllable words. And those two words, come on, has there ever been a better change? We're the two gomers. We're talking Star Wars. And this is Perfect Movie. Perfect Movie, a podcast where two regular guys try to save the universe one great film at a time. This is Anthony speaking, one of those two aforementioned gomers coming to you from Atlanta, Georgia. Joined as always by my friend Steven, all the way out in Flagstaff, Arizona. So, listen, I've been doing really good at having our cold opens ready. Totally. So that we can just record them. This is the first time in a long time. Happy New Year, everyone, by the way. Yeah. The first time in a long time when I haven't had... The cold open ready. So people have heard the cold open, but we don't know what it is yet. And here's why. I just want to tell you why. Okay. I was like, I've got a great idea for the cold open. Mm -hmm. Because it's our first Star Wars movie. What I'm going to do is I'm going to find the clip from 
on our podcast when we realized that Disney had bought Lucasfilm. Mm. And I'm going to make this super funny. I'm going to play the clip. So then I had it all done. Like I had the, I, I went back and I found the clip on the old app. Yep. I wrote it all out. And I was like, why is, why does this sound so familiar? Mm-hmm. It's because this isn't our first Star Wars movie that we've done on the podcast. Oh, we did Rise? Yes. And uh, I right. went back and listened to it, and it was exactly the same as oh, my man. idea for this one. And I was just thinking, I guess I don't I don't have any original ideas. <laughs> it was creepy, dude, how it was exactly the same. It, the the same idea and almost the same exact thing that I wrote. That's so amazing, I, dude. I don't have a cold open force right now, but at the at the point people listen, they'll have heard it already. But it was weird to think about. No, wait, because all the way up to this, I was like nervous. So I was like, oh no, our first Star Wars movie. Mm-hmm. But it's not. We've we have done a Star Wars movie. Great. Okay, so take the nerves out. Nothing to be nervous yep. about. Right. We've already done it. Mm-hmm. Also, it must have been funny because you're like, man, these ideas, they're just flowing. You're like, it's almost like <laughs> the so natural. cold open I've ever written. Because those <laughs> things, I mean, if people don't know a little behind the scenes, those things take me so long. Yeah, it's one of I those things where I put off forever because I know it's going to yep. be going to take a lot of work. And so I was like so happy because yep. it works so well. Um, now, good. this also is. Uh, so we need to let people know that this was this is the result of a survey that we put right. out. Yep. We knew we wanted to do a Star Wars. Mm-hmm. An OG one. Oh yeah. I mean we like these three movies mm-hmm. are three of the most important movies. We say this every single time. It's because we're now eating frogs, <laughs> killing golden calves. Like right when when's the last the time goose. we didn't say right. that this is one of the most important movies <laughs> in our lives? Probably actually super annoyed by that. They're like, "What <laughs> don't you like?" <laughs> but this well, I didn't yeah. I didn't like the first Star Wars movie we did. How about that? But All this right. one, this one we were like, we want to do an OG one. We're not sure if we want to do four, five, or six. Mm-hmm. Um, four and five were kind of tied. A New yeah. Hope and Empire Strikes Back. But I texted you and I said, I think the reasoning is best for A New Hope, which is we should do all three of them eventually. Yep. And if that's true, we should start with the original. Yeah. We got to do them in order. I think that's the best choice. Mm -hmm. Right. And you know what? What do we say? Like, if you can do two episodes instead of one, do, do two. If you can do three instead of one. Right. right. We we need, we need that exponential growth of content always when you're a podcaster. So it's right. like right. Maybe the best the part of this is yep. that we decided January we'll do Star Warses. Mm. Yep. And, oh, I love boy, it. Boy, just having things locked in like that. Mm-hmm. So good. And so we're starting with a New Hope, even though I actually think Empire might have like gotten a a couple more votes. Then yep. A New Hope, I just felt like the reasoning is so good. Now, I think I've said before that Return of the Jedi is my favorite, mm-hmm. but I know it is not the most perfect. Right. And so I didn't think that would ever be in the running. Um, yep. But this, this, it just feels right, starting yeah. with episode four, A New Hope. For sure. For our age and stage, mm-hmm. Return of the Jedi is our Star Wars movie. 
right? It came out when we were six, seven years right. old. Yeah. You know, like that was the newest, that was the most like the, the best special effects. That was the one like because because we were kids, we actually yep. liked the Ewoks, right? I mean, I yep. liked them. I thought they were oh, super I loved cool. Them. I love the still music. I still do love I, them. Yeah. Okay. Good. <laughs> <laughs> I actually don't understand why people don't like them. That's how ingrained that movie is in me. Sure. Like, I cannot see that point of view. Sure. I don't have any problems with them. Jar Jar. No. We mm. get why people don't like. Right. But Ewoks. Is that because we yep. saw him as an adult? Partially, yeah. Also, he sucks. Right. But partially, dude, man, my kids, they were laughing. I, I'm not gonna yeah. like I'm not I'm not gonna pretend like they weren't laughing when he was saying stuff. I know I know people that saw it when they were kids that love Jar Jar. Still That's what when I they're mean. adults. That's what yep. I mean. And who am I to rain on their prey? What is it? I'm not gonna yuck their yeah. yum. Yeah, don't yuck my yum. I love Jar Jar. No, that's not me. And also my kids, <laughs> no, they no. are God forbid. Not because because of the podcast and because we talk about movies a lot, they yeah. are getting a little bit more of that critical, cynical thing. A little yep. bit of that New Jersey Grumman thing. <laughs> oh no. Wait, it originated with us. <laughs> no. Critical, I'll take critical. Um, I don't think I'm cynical. Maybe I am, but I I, I probably nah. am critical. Actually, probably a little um, bit. <laughs> no. hey, um, so, do you think this was a question I had? Did you see Return of the Jedi first? Because I did. Super possible, dude. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Now, here's where it gets confusing because of the Star Wars of it all. Mm-hmm. I think I saw. Return of the Jedi in the theater before I saw any of the other. Maybe maybe I saw like the when I was watching it last night. I I was like I think I saw the garbage part on TV yep. or something. Yep, definitely. But I don't think I saw either of those two movies, four four or five, in its entirety before I saw Return of the Jedi. But I totally knew everything that was going on because Star Wars was just such a part of Earth. Yep. Then. Oh, totally. That's in my that I almost picked that as an evidence, dude. Is that okay. I can't imagine a world without Star Wars. <laughs> right. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it's it's a cultural icon. Or like mm-hmm. the AFI put it in its um actually actually the AFI did something for the score. It was actually the Library of Congress uh-huh. in 1989. I was looking this up on Wikipedia, said that. It was one of the first of 25 films selected for the preservation in the National Film Registry for being culturally, historically, or aesthetically significant. Wow. So it, okay. it's like it changed culture. You know right. what I mean? Like this movie, this like everything, there, it's like in, in cinema, which is one of America's right greatest exports for for better right. or for worse yeah. but it's what it's our it, it's it's hard of, to separate the US right. from cinema you're totally. right totally right jazz yep. is our american art form mm-hmm. cinema is an american art form that you know obviously is all over the world but it's what's one of our, our gr- food what's our food our what do you think is the most quint that's what i was going to say I was going to say hamburgers, I think, is the Star Wars of food. <laughs> yeah, dude. Apple pie is the dessert. Cheeseburgers right. are the are the, the food. 
Cheeseburgers are way more American than apple pie. That should what, be the what? saying. As American as apple pie. Yeah, but that's wrong. It should be as American as cheeseburgers, I think. Yeah, I get it. The, the alliteration doesn't work, though. All right. You're right. Um, yep. You're right, though. That's as American as a burger. But that, that yeah. sounds dumb. <laughs> it sounds dumb. You're right. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so I, I think that it, it was like, I don't know if it was toys, if mm, it was like. Yeah. Um, Bed sheets. Sleeping bags, <laughs> pillowcases, pillowcases t- posters, ET. You know what I mean? Like all of that. All of that. I feel like I owned, or my friends owned, or mm-hmm. lunch boxes. I, I just knew the story before mm-hmm. I saw Return of the Jedi, which was, I think, before I saw this movie that we're going to talk yeah. about today. Yep. Right. It, so I, I don't. I don't know if there's anything that matches the cultural impact film-wise that this one movie had. Right, exactly. That that would be that that's an evidence that I'm not going to use because I have like nine other pieces of evidence. <laughs> I was wondering so how I many just, evidences you were going to bring in. So good, I got to use that one great already. <laughs> but yeah, it, like I can't it's I it's I don't have as much of an emotional tie to it as i do et like this movie okay. does not yeah, make me right. cry at all no what part would exactly well okay <laughs> i was out on a run earlier today uh-huh tie into the two gomers right go check out runner's block wait you're all our patreons you're all over <laughs> there well maybe not julie <laughs> julie go listen to runner's block <laughs> yeah hey julie go listen to our other <laughs> podcast <laughs> but i i was running and Dude, the I, I was listening to return uh, to the the soundtrack. As obviously, yeah. we're also going to talk about that too. And I right. started crying, dude. Which part? The opening. Okay. Like, yeah, I think if if there's anything close to making me get emotional that way it's luke looking at the two sons yep sunset the, scene for and, sure and, and that is probably 90 percent score yep movie magic force theme yeah visual is really is iconic too oh yeah because the the, there's a little bit of a wave Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. the uh, heat waviness to coming off of the ground yeah which back in 77 how are you doing that with uh, you know what i mean with two sons i know they actually filmed in tunisia or whatever where it's friggin hot and like anthony (laughs) daniels almost burned to death inside that (laughs) c3po suit every day are you still in there (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so um I, I i get that that's probably like atmospheric but it also is affecting the second sun that doesn't exist it's a great that visual oh, is so good it's yeah, i totally agree that's up there with the moon that's the best sun scene that's the goat sun scene goat mm-hmm. moon scene et yep yeah i mean it, it, yeah, he's a so good 
young, innocent, everyman dreamer, right? Yep. Yes, it's, it's which the, we will get to in one of my evidences for sure. Oh, man. Okay. Yeah. I can't separate it, though, from, you know, sleepovers. I've mentioned right. this before. We would make Mia-proof forts. That was my sister. So Mia-proof <laughs> oh, forts. Yeah. Yeah, um, she couldn't get into them. Oh, that is so mean. <laughs> but we would make, <laughs> I, I mean, like, I remember, like, we we set up, like, we would take the dining room chair and and uh-huh. then lay it down so that its four legs yep. are pointing out. There's your guns, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? So you're behind yes. that. And then we <sighs> we had mattresses, pillows, and then a huge sheet over the top of that. And then we worked it so that the TV could be in it. Uh-huh. And then we That's would good. watch the trilogy. Oh, wow. You know, like. I mean, the dream, if only. <sighs> totally. I want to I be back there. So oh, we, the, the, the thing that Alex and I used to do is we used to play what was called the Star Wars game in mm-hmm. the pool. Mm. So one <laughs> I guy. you were talking lightsabers. <laughs> nope. We call this the Star Wars game. And I, my <laughs> boys and I still call this the Star Wars game when we're at the pool. Yeah. One guy stands there and spreads his legs as far as he can apart. Yeah. And the other guy is the Millennium Falcon and tries uh, to swim through the legs without touching. Sure. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, and so that, I, I think that's more of a Return of the Jedi game, mm-hmm. but we we would call it the Star Wars game and we still do call it the Star Wars game. But that's just like case in point, right? Like that's you spreading your legs in the pool. Right. Star. Oh yeah. <laughs> that has nothing to do with, but that's Star Wars game. Oh, dude. It's it's just everything. You just there's a moment there's a bunch of years in my life where that's like I thought about Star Wars more than anything else. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Like it's like ET has the heart. Right. Like the has like my heart and soul sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um this yeah. movie is like it's pure fun. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's like yep. joy and excitement. Like I think I read somewhere that George Lucas, he wanted this movie to be fun. Like, remember, J.J. Abrams wanted Force mm-hmm. Awakens to be delightful. He said he wanted delightful. this to yeah. be fun. And, like, yeah. the, it was post-Vietnam War, like... Well, that's why it's still so fun to watch now. I was just thinking last night. Yeah. I did not have a good day yesterday. Mm-hmm. And I kept thinking, I got to watch Star Wars tonight. Does this sound so dumb to people? But maybe I, I, it was like, I get to have... Fun for two hours and one minute tonight yep. watching Star Wars. Totally. It's, it hasn't gone away. Nope. I mean, it's we, good. with my kids, we do Millennium mm-hmm. Falcon. So you did Star Wars game. We did Millennium Falcon in two different ways. One, uh-huh. throwing them onto the bed. Right. So like I, I get them up. They're straight. Mm-hmm. You point them toward the feet, bed. Yeah. Feet in one <laughs> hand, torso uh-huh. <laughs> in the yeah. second hand and then you're like yep. daddy daddy do millennium falcon okay here mm-hmm. we go throw yeah and then ultimate millennium falcon is also a pool game right right yes i, I mean you you mean launching them into the yeah, pool launching in them into way. the pool yeah same mm-hmm. exact stance mm-hmm. and the kids can get bigger with this one they're more they're, there's like that age i can't remember uh-huh. when you start but like lily's uh, she's 10 I yeah. could maybe I could for sure do still do Falcon in the pool with her, but probably right. not on the bed. Yeah, too long, too tall. Now She's do the so other tall. Star do the other Star Wars game, and you can do it until they're 
adults. Yeah, 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 for sure. You still do it. Maybe, maybe me and my dad will try it <laughs> this summer. <laughs> dad, dad, let's play the Star Wars game. Okay, son. <laughs> um, so th- I mean, that's part of the reason I think why we're ner- a little nervous about this episode. But hey, we did ET. We did. Oh yeah. Uh, when Harry met Sally, we did the Matrix. We did Hook. Mm-hmm. Your favorite of all movies. Yes, we've we've eaten all the frogs. I'm right. not I'm not worried about this anymore. Not yeah, so this it. is going to be a fun one. The the um Gomer one sheet you sent me is mm. packed full of information. All right, let's should we bust that out? Let's do it. All right, dude. So Star Wars: A New Hope. Okay, see you can't even get you mm, can't even get past uh, right. that. I mean. This is like the dot, 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 and when Harry met Silent, we must stop. Totally. And discuss this, this title. Yeah. It's like when you, if you go to a master class and somebody does the Mozart bassoon concerto, you don't get past the first two notes. Definitely not wow. the past, for, past the first, like, six measures. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, yep. same thing here. Okay, so Star Wars, 1977, May 25th, yep. 1977. It's, your, it's two years to the date before. Gomer 3, Alex Grauman is born. If only he'd been born two years earlier. Come on, man. But that doesn't make why any sense. Why couldn't you have been born? Because <laughs> it would have been... A- yeah, why am I mad at Alex about it? Yeah. That makes even less sense. Sure, but it wouldn't... Yeah, but that's that's a weird, like, exponential crisis, dude, because it wouldn't be the same stuff. Right, exactly. The whole world Alex. would be different. Yeah. Right, everything, and you'd be a younger brother. Ooh, that'd be weird. But very weird. When it came out, what was it yeah. called, dude? It was called Star Wars. Mm-hmm. We still call it Star Wars. Do you call it Star Wars? I never episode call four? it A New Hope. No. Sometimes we call it Episode Four to make it easy. Yeah, but I would say no. But you're that's, right. This that's the, that's a yeah. distant second to just saying Star Wars. Yep, Star Wars is Episode. Yeah, Star Wars is this. Well, it's also the world too. Like, like I like Star. Like, if I said I like Star Wars, right? That, that means, means the world. Yeah, that means the world for sure. Yep. The the universe. But I'm gonna watch Star Wars. Means this movie. L- last night I said, okay, guys, tonight, uh, like you know, it's uh, this happens all the time with the podcast. Where I'm like, I have to watch this movie. I say. Right. Which means I want to, but this is why I'm watching it tonight. Right. And last yesterday I said, okay, tonight I have to watch Star Wars A New Hope. And it felt weird in my Ugh. mouth. Ugh. <laughs> First of all, I don't like the A. That's mm. it's a little weak. Sure. A New Hope. Sure. Um uh. forgivable. Uh uh, uh. New Hope. Uh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> ah, New Hope. Ah. <laughs> a. <laughs> now I was noticing Disney Plus. On the top of it, it said Star Wars colon A New Hope episode four parenthetically. So Hmm. that was a weird way to write it. Interesting. Yeah. I would say Star Wars episode four A New Hope if I was going to say all three. Sure. And also, like, what do you what do you make of all of this, like, revisionist history? You know, like, like, Mm. okay, now it's called this. Okay, well, now it's called this. Okay, well, I meant this, even though they kiss yeah. and stuff. 
I meant this. Or even though you well, said... And, and that, that, that certainly is a part of the Star Wars universe. I know they kissed, but they're actually <laughs> brother and sister. Oh, I, know. I know in this movie, he is seriously crushing on her. <laughs> totally. <laughs> but no, they were brother and sister the whole time. Oh, no. I, the, yeah. the thing, I'll forgive this one because in the opening crawl, it does say episode four, A New Hope. Mm-hmm. And so that was all present. I don't think that's revisionist, but I maybe what you're talking about is no, this is what we call it now. That's what I that's what I mean. It, it's it's almost like like we we might even get censored, dude. They might be oh, they might are be, we gonna get canceled the woke mob? Here comes the woke mob. <laughs> but like no, but D- Disney big Disney might come out and be like they <laughs> did yeah, that's they, more likely. They didn't say it right. But because <laughs> yeah. it's IP that's now owned by like the biggest company in the world. I feel like there's there's some changes in there, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. But it wasn't episode four when it came out. Is it what was, I mean. Wasn't it? Nope. I thought it was. Okay. No, it, it, that's it interesting. Wasn't, it wasn't episode four until Empire Strikes Back came out. So if you went wow. to the movies in 1977, uh-huh. it just said Star Wars. It didn't say okay. A New Hope. It didn't say episode four. I always thought it was episode four from the beginning. That's interesting. So I I did a little bit of research on this because I've all I've Sweet. kind of always heard this like myth. So I was like, I'm gonna actually dig in and look on that. So okay. when Empire Strikes Back, it said episode five. And people started wow. calling it Star Wars Two. And they're like, uh-huh. no, it's episode five. So then they did a re-release and called it episode four after okay. Empire. So if you went on May 25th, 1977, mm-hmm. it was called just Star Wars. Yes. Okay. And I kind of like I kind of love that. It's so clean. Because it, it, Star Wars is such like a campy. Have you ever you just kind of <laughs> think about the title of a movie that is so ingrained in you? Yeah. I thought about Back to the Future when we when we did that a, a couple years ago. <laughs> right. It was like that actually that title is pretty cool. Yeah, but you never think about it. Right. Um Star Wars is so 70s. Yes, yeah, Star Wars. Star Wars. Yeah. And I'm I'm not complaining because I think the the movie is so 70s and campy. Right. Right? Um it fits, but just to think <laughs> that would become what it has become today and it's called Star Wars. <laughs> it's so weird. Like there, there's that um in Arrested Development where she says, It's to Buster, here's five dollars. Go see a Star War. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> that that like pulls it out of the yeah. like I, I guess yeah. it's called I I, when it's something that you hear, it's echography. Iconography. Echo, iconography is when you see it. Okay. I think it's echography when you hear it. Ooh, interesting. Okay. I'm pretty like sure that. that I might be wrong, but um, you know what I mean? Like Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And then when she says, go see a Star War, yeah. you're like, actually, yeah, that sounds pretty dumb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, so it's interesting because think about my other favorite thing growing up, which was Star Trek. Uh-huh. Right, so different verb. We're not at war. We're just trekking. They're just exploring, and there's yeah, just, not there's not even a C in there. It's just a T R no E K. Not treks. Star Trek. Like star we're gonna, Trek. We're gonna go on a Star Trek. Yeah, 
We should we should do a Patreon up about the actual dumbest names of movies that we love when you think about them too much. <laughs> but Star Trek was first. Yeah, that's right. That's the thing. Yep. And so maybe they were like Star Wars. That sounds so much more active, dude. Oh, for right? sure. So much more intense. Uh huh. That, um, that sounds exciting. Like I want to be a part of that. Now I was reading that. George Lucas, like I mentioned earlier, like the Vietnam War was ending. He said that people were just like angry and he had worked Mm -hmm. on two other movies, Apocalypse Now and, oh, dang it, one other one. T.H. Jacks. What was it? Yeah, well, he he had been working on some other ones that he wasn't doing. Yeah, THX 1138 was like a student film that then he actually did like a professional, you know, version of. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's kind of like a little artsy and, and yeah. you know, very different. Yeah. So different. And so it's not, it's angsty. It's, you know, about a dude that's trying to escape, you know, where he is. And mm-hmm. anyways, yeah. So it didn't go over super well. Uh huh. And so he wanted to do something fun. Well, yeah. And I, I have also thought about like, does that pigeonhole, Everything that comes out from then on into having to revolve around some war, mm. Star, like Star Wars Boba Fett, which is out right now. Right. Have you seen any of it? The Book of Boba Fett? Nope. Okay. It's not about a. There's no war happening. In fact, it's it's the same time as Mandalorian. There's no wars happening. Right. It's actually peacetime. Sure. Um. But you're not going to say like, well, it's, there's no war, so we're not going to call it Star Wars. Right. That's the, the, the more you think about the title, the more you think, oh, that's kind of weird. But yeah. I love it. And they were in a war when they started it and they were coming out of a war. And it, I mean, other movies, I'm looking at these other movies that came out around the same time. Oh, yeah. OK. Not Here. a lot. There are some about war. I know. too far. Yeah. OK. Here. Let's, yeah. Let's go back to the one sheet. OK, dude. Okay. This grossed at the box office. million in the opening weekend. It was a limited release. They didn't know what was going to happen with this thing. Like, I also read that George Lucas went on vacation with Steven Spielberg on opening weekend. I don't know if that was a myth or if that was real because he just thought it was going to (laughs) tank. He wanted to be far away from whatever (laughs) happened. Far, far away. Yeah. Um, Yep. That opening weekend isn't so good, but then it ends up being like this, the, the, crushes jaws which was at that point the 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 box mm-hmm. office leader which then right. of course it gets dethroned by et and then mm-hmm. jp hey we've done all Jurassic these park yeah yeah um but the budget was only 11 million dollars which is insane if you were going to take 11 million dollars and say i'm going to change the world right with that i, I, I mean I, I, this is part of one of my evidences too. Okay. All right. The small budget for sure. Okay. Um, it was nominated for 10 Academy Awards. Again, that's wow. That's a million dollars per Academy Award nomination, just slightly, <laughs> slightly under that. That's all it costs a million dollars per. <laughs> Jeez. Okay. Now I'm thinking about this $11 million budget. How much did they pay John Williams for this? Because I thought these days he's making between one and three million per movie. The, these days or those days? No, Which no, no, do you these mean? Days. In the seventies? I'm so okay, curious. These days. What do you What do you make for I, I, doing a movie? A quarter mil, then? Hmm. Well, I guess less. Yeah, I mean, in in my in my research, 
the average yeah. cost of a new home in 1977 was $49,000. So I guess if you made a quarter million dollars, that's like six times that now or so. I mean, I, I bet if we if we Googled this and found it out, it would be shockingly low. Sure. I would not be surprised that it's some crazily small number that John hmm. Williams got paid to do the Star Wars score. Yeah. But probably royalties upon yeah, royalties. Yeah, I think he's probably of, done well with it Oh, since yeah. Then. Oh, yeah. I mean, nine more, eight more movies, billions of spinoffs for sure. Um, Theme parks, all stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> right. Um, it won the Academy Award for art direction, costume design, mm. sound, which we'll probably get to. I watched a couple of documentaries about Ben Burt. I mean, like okay. faux documentaries on you know mm -hmm. YouTube, just dudes, and then like right, just some guy behind the scenes talking like, about Ben Burt. <laughs> ben Burt is one of my <laughs> heroes, though, too. Oh man, this is so good. Um, editing, which we're going to get to in evidence, effects, and the score won the Academy Award for Best Original Score. Did. Also, okay. American Film Institute has named it the most influential movie score of all time. Wow. And it that was in 1990. It still remains number one. Mm. Dang. Which is incredible. It was also nominated for Best Picture, Best Director, Best Screenplay, and Best Supporting Actor, Alec Guinness. It did not win for those. But, dude, that is just, like, incredible. You do THX 1138. Yeah, do right. Partner to American Graffiti. Um, <laughs> right. Get, start getting some attention. Yep, yep. And then say, I want to do this kind of like campy space cowboy mm -hmm. mixed with magic wizards. Mm -hmm. Right. They're like, okay, oh, here's oh. probably $10 million. He probably talked him into 11. I think it was actually started <laughs> at eight. I read really? that. Really? Okay. He got $8 million. He. He gave it to a bunch, he, like he, you know, went to Universal, went to a, like two or three other places, including Disney. Mm -hmm. And they're like, okay. nah, we'd right. rather do Black Hole. <laughs> well, yeah, because that makes sense. Like this movie in the 70s, because, uh, you just, again, you take a couple steps back and look at it. Yep. There's magic in it, bro. There's like... Laser swords. It's Luke Starkiller is your main character. <laughs> if if you have you read any any of the original script, I mean, it is so bad. Oh, it, it, it it's they got so lucky on this, but nobody knew that, including George Lucas, who went to the beach with Steven Spielberg <laughs> yeah, on opening like, weekend because he was so scared. He's like, dude, yeah. I mean, that's what I'm talking about. Like, we can't imagine a world without Star Wars, but they're at the precipice. Like, if you watch yeah. the stinking trailer, it looks so stupid. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, I know. this voice and the effects are so, like, you know, it, it just, like, I can't imagine being in the 70s being like, I want to go see that. You know, I don't know. <laughs> it was all word of mouth. You said it opened up at 1.5, right? Yeah. But then I think it lasted over a year mm. in the theater. Jeez. And then they re-release it every six months uh -huh. because it's pre-VHS and people want to see it. And so they keep re-releasing it Jeez. and people keep going. And yeah. then it gets to uh, almost a billion dollars worldwide mm. then. Yeah. That's insane. Absolutely insane. Yeah. So they're on the precipice of something amazing. They don't know it. Nobody wants to right. buy it. Um, mm. 20th Century Fox does buy it, gives them $8 million. Then obviously 
he ended up getting a couple more out of it. Um, I mean, right. it's just like looking at the sets, like when we were watching it last night, like that set piece of like the Millennium Falcon inside mm-hmm. the Death Star, that is mm-hmm. massive. I was thinking about the um, the treads of the, uh, mm. yeah, yeah, of yeah. the Jawa mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. That's all physical mm. okay i'm getting my i'm getting ahead of myself yep, yep, yep. but that but i was like wowed again also it looks great on disney plus it does it looks great i agree they 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 did it right mm-hmm. we have the we have the blu-ray set which i haven't watched this movie in two years since i watched all of the all of them before rise of skywalker yep with the verves and our family on our blu-ray it looks better than that yeah on disney plus plus sonos hello yeah. So that's good. That's true. Okay. Yep. 92% critic, 96% audience. Roger mm-hmm. Ebert declared it an out-of-body experience. <laughs> wow. It's pretty big. I love that. I mean, that's, <laughs> yep. that's pretty amazing. I mean, yep. it's like the accolades, like going mm-hmm. from like nobody, like even George Lucas himself doesn't think it's going to be great to best picture nod. Yeah. Best screenplay nod. It's amazing. Yep. And changing the world. Yep. Right? For sure. It's a movie that changed not only cinema, but it changed the world so that kids who've never seen the movies are like, oh, yeah, I know everything about that. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> it's crazy. I mean, it's there's yeah. just this time, like, we talked on the Simplify episode about, like, the 60s, um, mm-hmm. civil rights. Yeah. We're going to the moon. Um, all these people right. are being assassinated. The, the the late 70s and 80s is like it's Star Wars and Apple and technology. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like all yep. this happened when we were kids. It's like it was then and then it's the the iPhone basically. Right. Yeah. So it's an amazing yep. moment in time. Definitely. Yeah. It's, or the Internet. Right. Yep. Like th- those are the other things that are like that changes everything. Um, my dad. You know, we we did this a poll, and my dad voted. He said, "New Hope, The Trailblazer, transformed the making and watching of movies." Wow! Right on, Mister. He was, I guess, he was in his late twenties then. Yeah. When it came out, so I mean, what an experience that must have been. He talks all the time about that opening shot. Hmm. With the um, start. What is it? Star Destroyer or Star Destroyer coming over and just like lasting and lasting. Yeah. Right. Like this is the biggest thing I've ever seen, which they parody in Spaceballs, right? Where it just keeps going for like five minutes. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) Me too. That is a great joke. But the joke is this is how it felt. Yeah. Right. Uh And so the only way to (laughs) to improve on it would be to make the thing like three miles long. Um but he talks all all the time about how that like altered the way he watched movies forever. Mm-hmm. So I, th- I think a lot of people felt that way. Um, let me read the VHS cover. Great. Um, I found a super old one. Sweet. This looks like a big one. Do you remember like the sometimes it wasn't like a clamshell VHS, but it was like a bigger box mm-hmm. with a VHS mm-hmm. in it. Um, this looks like it might be the original one. This is what it says on the back. A long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Are th- By the way, are there four dots? 
Ooh, I don't know. I need to look this up. Mm. I think it's got a. It's something is weird about the ellipsis in in the opening crawl. Anyway, okay. the biggest box office hit in the history of motion pictures, Star Wars is an elaborately spectacular film that represents the ultimate in cinematic entertainment. Writer-director George Lucas's unrivaled passion for space fantasy, adventure, and romance, hmm, that's interesting, mm-hmm. is captured on screen with awesome special effects and extraordinarily bizarre space creatures. Princess Leia, Carrie Fisher, is captured and held hostage by the evil Imperial forces in their effort to take over the Galactic Empire. Venturesome Luke Skywalker, Mark Hamill, and dashing spaceship captain Han Solo, Harrison Ford, (laughs) team together with lovable robot duo R2-D2 and C-3PO to rescue the beautiful princess and restore justice in the Empire. The the whole princess thing of it all is so interesting to me, too. Um, Good news, nation. It's in color. 121 minutes. Flies by. Oh, even after all these years, hundred percent. It's so. I'm like, it's jam-packed. already this part. It's or they're already going to defeat the Death Star. Wow, for sure. It's jam packed. I love it. Super quick opening, mm-hmm. super yep. quick ending. Yeah, yeah. Oh, one of our favorite things, right? When something just ends, <laughs> <laughs> we love that, especially with J Dubs. <laughs> Definitely. All right, dude. Um, I think we should head into the trial. Let's do it, dude. Somewhere in space, this may all be happening right now. 20th Century Fox and George Lucas, the man who brought you American graffiti, now bring you an adventure unlike anything on your planet. Star Wars. Here they come. The story of a boy, a girl, and a universe. It's a big, sprawling space saga of rebellion and romance. It's a spectacle, light years ahead of its time. I am C-3PO, human-cyborg relations, and this is my counterpart, R2-D2. Hello. It's an epic of heroes. Good luck. And villains. And aliens from a thousand worlds. Yeah, that's what it was. Uh, can't wait to talk. Can't wait to hear you talk about talk about a Star War. All right. <laughs> All right. This is our first movie of 2022. Yep. Starting with a bang. So just in case people are hearing this in January 2023, which is when it will drop on the main feed. 
Right. Let me explain what this is. And they obviously, I think people like Star Wars, so we might be getting a couple new listeners. Listen, this is what we do. We pick a movie that we love. We talk through it. And we, Anthony and I, act as its defense counsel and present evidence. Two exhibits a piece usually. I'm thinking maybe this time there might be more. Um, <laughs> when when we present it, you hear this sound. Uh and we will attempt to prove to you, our listeners, and one another that the movie is perfect, not only good. When we're done with that, you, our listeners, act as judge, jury, and possibly executioner because I get a vote, Anthony gets a vote, and you get a vote. If 75% of listeners say yes, that equals a yay, and it becomes perfect, and we do something with this movie to make the universe better, we send mm. it to some sort of evil alien race now we've already converted the xenomorphs in 2020 we are going to send our 2021 movies to the harvesters from independence day yep we need a new alien Mm. oh man so what about here's here's my idea idea is that we make it star wars focused okay that's great i was also thinking of that weird sausage thing in star trek 4 but, <laughs> oh yeah, the, the, right. That cigar shaped thing. Let's the, yeah. let's keep that for next year, maybe. Okay, but I was the Sonos sound bar flying through the <laughs> right. The, the I arc. love that thing. Yeah, me too. Great. What ship. do they call the probe? I think they call oh, it right. the probe. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we gotta do that because we have not done a Star Trek movie either. <laughs> right. Ever. Oof. Um, yep. But to celebrate the fact that we're doing not. A new Star Star Wars, but an OG Star Wars. I thought maybe we could send it to Jabba the Hutt. Mm, okay, great. Han Maboogie. And see if... Should we send it to Jabba the Hutt from this movie? <laughs> or Jabba the Hutt from Return of the Jedi? Yeah. Jabba OG the Hutt in this movie Jabba. sucks so bad. And have you seen, like, the he was just some guy in, like, some a first, guy. first suit? Totally. <laughs> Oh my gosh. It, we're gonna get to a little bit of that in my evidence. And okay. that's also that's also under one of my strickens from the evidence. Oh, we didn't do any strickens. Yeah, they just Han Mabugi. I mean, like, it's up there with things we say all the time. I love Han Mabugi. I say Han Mabugi maybe once a week. Maybe yeah, it's more. Great. Yeah. I mean, if you get a bogey, you know, like <laughs> <I'm> a bogey. <laughs> right. We say troll bogeys. Joel when we get a bogey, um, sure. but Han Mabugi is just kind of like I don't even wh- when we have the occasion to say it, but we always say it. <laughs> you don't and it wasn't need a, a part reason. of the first movie. <laughs> there's That's never, an add-on that we hate. You know, but there's never a, a reason to explain saying Han Mabugi. Right, just say it whenever. <laughs> um, so I think we, I think we might, I think it might be a good idea to send the put the movies yeah. that we've choose as perfect and send it to this job of the hut from from Star Wars: A <laughs> yeah. New Hope because he's so that, such a hideous, totally. like creature. They each, can, they never yeah. get it right when it's not Return of the Jedi: Job of the Hut. I know each iteration they're like, ooh, now we have like a new skin CGI technology. We're gonna and like now we're gonna move. Han a little bit over and like there's yeah. going to be a shadow where his hand is it's just it's Han Mabugi so the goal with this season <laughs> dude is, to, is maybe we should send this to whoever edits the next version of this so that they'll edit it out 
good idea. They will re- regain an appreciation for film <laughs> and decide, no, we need to edit that part of Star Wars. Um, now, th- I'm glad you mentioned Strickens because something else we do usually in the opener is we can strike things from the record. Right. And so you, the listener, cannot take them into account when you're mm-hmm. judging whether this movie is perfect or not. So we call them Strickens. Mm-hmm. Um I, w- I came into this movie thinking there won't be a single stricken, but I do have one. Oh, okay. Let's hear uh, it, dude. Did you, did, did you have any, or is this movie okay, that yeah. perfect for you? No. Besides Han Mabugi, we, we can strike Han Mabugi, right? I mean, there's strike, that, strike the which scene, is an addition. Strike the scene, but, then, but keep the nickname, though. Han Mabugi, great nickname. I mean, the best. Like, it's, it's a great translation of Han Maboy. Han, my boy, is what he's saying in basic. Is yeah. that what they call the language, the English oh, that they all speak? I don't know. Why? Here's a stricken. Why does everybody speak English? Yep, you're so right. <laughs> that actually For goes sure. with my other stricken, but um, yeah. So Han Mabugi. So strike. You're saying strike the scene, keep the nickname. That yep. that age old saying. Yep. Strike the scene, keep the nickname. <laughs> That's it. Please do that. Okay. Here's here's a stricken. And okay. maybe it's explained, okay? I've been I've mm-hmm. been watching Star Wars for 45 years. Wait, I'm 42. <laughs> it's been out for 45 years. <laughs> but before conception, you were watching Star Wars. <laughs> well, my dad when was you were there. a glimmer in God's eye. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, what well, where was that the Orpheum Theater on State Street in Madison, Wisconsin? Oh wow. Is is where like my dad and probably his brother, my uncle Paul saw mm-hmm. it. Um yeah. great That's theater. Awesome. Super yep. duper, like old school, you know, movie theater with a balcony. Um, I remember seeing Pertner to Malcolm X there. Yeah, dude. I with saw our, with with our history, our social studies oh. class or something. It might have gone as a school. Yep. I don't For know. Sure. Yeah. Yep. I I saw a river runs through it there. Uh huh. Yeah, that sounds I, like a movie you would see at the Orpheum. I don't know why. Like, to a and, river runs through it. Yeah, my dad was crying, man. It's a sad movie. Yeah, I, now I want to see that again. I just, I have a, a vivid memory of my dad like really being affected emotionally by that movie, and mm-hmm. I haven't seen it since then. I, I, I've have been wanting to watch that again. A river runs through my eyeballs. I'm crying so hard when I watch <laughs> a river that movie. Runs out of my eyeball. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> oh, okay, first stricken. Uh-huh. Why doesn't C3PO remember anything? Okay. So are we allowed? This is a great point. Are we allowed to talk about the other movies when we talk about this movie? Interesting because that point. stricken yep. assumes that you know that mm. um Obi-Wan Kenobi owned R2D2 and doesn't remember that? Yes. I don't remember owning a droid. You you haven't seen the prequels then, bro, because he's like your best pal. This is this is what I'm talking about. Like C3PO was built there, right? Yeah. And so like, but that's not Star Wars a New Hope's fault. That is George <laughs> Lucas. He needs to be stricken 15 or 20 years in the future. <laughs> or you know they what need I mean? to they need to Hanma boogie it. Be like, actually. My memory was wiped. Like, C-3PO is coming in hot from 
three episodes <laughs> of like being in the center of a galactic battle of epic proportions. And he doesn't remember. He, he like when he talks about Princess Leia, he's like, she seems important. I think somebody has like, some importance. And looks like, have you seen? Have you been to any battles? I can't do a good look right <laughs> yeah. now. And yeah. he's like, not really. No, not really. Have you been on a starship? Nah. Well, yeah, I got a couple. What? So here's here's what I'm saying. I don't think that's strikeable because I don't think that's Star Wars's fault. Got All it. of that makes sense within the logic of this movie. Yes, within a self-contained one Star Wars, no episode right. four, no A New Hope. Right. Is it a perfect movie within itself? Okay, so that. Okay, I, but I'm just saying that that doesn't make sense in the world. I see. Yep, it's valid. Yeah. That doesn't make sense in the world. Um, okay, did so I guess maybe it all goes down to Lucas and and friends that were all working on this together. Uh-huh. How much forethought did they have? You know, were they just world building by seeing big things? You know, like Vader was betrayed and murdered your you know, by your or your father was betrayed and murdered by Vader. Yeah. Like, but then later he's like, well, that, that he was, but it's because it was like two parts of his personality. Like he's more machine I, I now have, than man. I have put just a such an embarrassing amount of time and thought into this sort of question. Did Lucas know what he was doing? And that's why, that's why I think it's fun actually to watch Star Wars, imagining that Lucas did not think he would ever make another movie. Mm, I love that. Yep. Because that's great. Th- because I think all of it is so intriguing. This would be a bonus. Um, this would be a bonus exhibit for me. Yeah. Is that there are so many intriguing questions asked and not answered. Yep. Who the heck is the emp- emperor? Right. Uh, we'll never know. That's just a fun thing to think about for the rest Love of it. our lives. World building. Yes. What what is this magic that's happening that we sort of hear a little bit about the force, but we don't get many details? Great, wonderful movie question. You can think about it for the next 40 years. Yep. Um, so I, I I don't know. It's a fun way to watch. Next time you watch Star Wars A New Hope, watch it thinking what Lucas was thinking. Yep. Which is this is going to be a colossal failure, and I'm never gonna make another Star Wars movie or a movie period again in my right. life. But yeah, I mean, I was reading he was hospitalized for hypertension during this movie. Uh-huh. He yeah. just it, it was it was an awful experience. I mean, people were showing up like, ugh, like what? And like the first screening was for like Spielberg, Fort uh-huh. Francis Ford Coppola, another dude. All and those like, guys, those guys oh, that hang out. Yep. Oh gosh, like that's like we send our podcast to somebody and they're like, ugh, right? Like, like the bones yeah. are good. Mm-hmm. The bone, the bones are good. Okay, so. I'll, I'll definitely watch it thinking about that because I do sometimes like thinking about the actual actor or like, you know, like the director or the writers being in yep. the room because we're watching this glorious thing that we love so much. And they're like, oh, gosh, I'm like have indigestion and uh-huh. I got to go to the hospital for hypertension because I'm just so stressed out about this because it sucks. And all the actors think it's their lines are dumb. And you know we're watching I mean? it like, woo! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ooh, we love right. Star Wars. Yeah. Okay. So I guess you can't really strike that then. Uh, I guess I'll just I'll just I'll throw one more in. And again, these all okay. fall in this. You're totally right. Which is why 
is Luke's first experience with the Force like a little remote, and mm-hmm. Ray's first experience with the Force is flying the Millennium Falcon upside yeah. down. I, I and think it's a she can do a lightsaber battle with Kylo Ren. <laughs> so like, I think you're you're striking things from Force Awakens, and not from Star Wars. Hmm. I'm just saying I, that I, the Force doesn't work across the world but thinking about it as in this is probably going to be dumb mm-hmm. and it's going to be a one-off and uh-huh. i'm gonna it's going to ruin my career thinking through it through that lens how amazing it is how amazing mm-hmm. it turned out d- does help that and also and i'm not there, actually it, mad it's just fun to talk about no i know totally um there is enough world building in these two hours and one minute mm-hmm. that could spawn a universe yes that last decades yeah and every time i see something new i get excited yep. so i i'm looking forward to when you do watch book of boba fett because that they know how to dole out the things yep. that are gonna jazz me and yep. also tell a, an interesting new story totally and so lucas i don't know what it is dude if he was like it's only gonna be one and so i'm just gonna go for it and yep. so he builds the world really well and asks questions really well. And then it's like lightning in a bottle. Yep. And you can build off of this movie and expand and expand and expand and expand. Okay. It's so cool. No, I'm totally in on that. So yeah, that, that answers a lot of questions. That still doesn't answer the Empire Strikes question. And, or that doesn't answer the kiss question. Wait, no, they kiss in this movie. <laughs> They don't kiss in this movie, no. no. Yeah, it but doesn't answer the Empire Strikes he's Back like, he's, question. He's constantly like hubba hubba this whole movie to yeah, her. For sure. Like Luke and Han have sort of this thing where they both... Yeah, there's a love triangle. It's a classic yeah. love triangle, for yeah, sure. Yeah, definitely. It's a, And it's written that way. It happens through all three movies. So your theory rules. I love this. It's a uh-huh. one-off. It's world yeah. building. Like, right. we don't ever need to hear about the Kessel Run ever again Mm -mm. it was cool yeah like yeah we we don't ever need to hear more about biggs even though he's cool it's just now you know he's a friend you know like it's all world building but that that doesn't explain the kiss in empire strikes back that's all that's that's my last one but (laughs) we're not there and that is the that's the grossest that's the ickiest of all of them and so you just have to you can strike that one here's my stricken um carrie fisher's uh sometimes british accent i noticed this time oh, <laughs> sometimes yeah. she has a british accent yep. and i think it's because they probably filmed those scenes first mm. so it comes out the most in the alderaan explosion scene okay um she says something i wrote it down <laughs> I said, pause it i need to write this down yeah yeah she says i recognize your foul stench when i was brought on board <laughs> Charming to the last. And it's like, wait, what's happening here? Then she says, the more you tighten your grip, the more star systems will slip through your fingers. The more you tighten your grip, Tark, the more star systems will slip through your fingers. Yes. <laughs> and it's like, then two scenes later, she's like, hey, Han, what, what's going on? I think I'm mad that you don't, that, you, that you're so rude. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, you so, mean boy. <laughs> right exactly yeah so i noticed it before and then i really listened and it's not 
it's an obvious like voice affect she's doing there sure and doesn't come back i 100 percent have heard that Mm -hmm. and i didn't pick up on it until until you said this but it's like every single beat accent Mm -hmm. sound picture of this movie is like ingrained right just memorized we're like yep definitely a a record player that's been like the grooves are all in there because we've it's been imprinted (laughs) yeah upon us so i I can hear that for sure okay yeah stricken's oh also the shot's over wait no but when when um r2d2 and c3po run through a ton of blasters and don't get hit that you can strike that too (laughs) <laughs> there's a, there's a, this is this the beginning of that sort of movie trope where yeah bad guys are such bad shots even though obi-wan says that stormtroopers are good shooters when right. they're comparing them to the sand people uh-huh um uh, i don't know but you just have to keep your heroes alive i guess yep absolutely while having shootouts so <laughs> right yeah um okay I have a couple pieces of evidence I want to put forward. Great. Do you want do you want to start? Should I start? What do you think? Why don't you start with the first one? Okay. I I've got two, the but one. they're a little bit further along in the movie. Okay. I have one that I'm not gonna do because Great. I think you're gonna do it. And I actually it's my number one. Um but and, and so I I guess we can start with the beginning of the movie when I talk about this one. Right away. I think this movie is perfect because I'm what I kept thinking about was it's such a fake world, but there's so much real stuff in it. Mm -hmm. So it's the tangible, real special effects of this movie Mm. that I just I I never get tired of looking at stuff. Yep. So there's the world building like we were talking about, but um, I think a big part of that is that. People are actually picking things up. There's models. Now, yeah. uh, the Disney Plus version, Hanma Boogie, has a lot of CG in it yep. that Lucas added later. Um, but I would say not too much. Yep, sometimes I mean, it's sometimes it's distracting. Yeah, like those weird creatures in mm-hmm. you know when he's on the planet and the yeah. Uh, um, the guards on are Tatooine. Bo- yeah, on yeah. Tatooine. The dewbacks, which used to just be like those lizards, ju- just used to be like not even puppets, just like <laughs> statues <laughs> that, that stormtroopers were sitting on. Now they're walking, and because the CG was done in a bad CG time, yeah, you can really tell that. Maybe this makes my evidence even stronger because when you're seeing that physical, when it's just Honestly, dude, a McDonald's trash can walking around on (laughs) legs (laughs) that look like, I I don't know what, (laughs) it's just plastic. I think that that alien or that droid is called a gronk. Okay. Or a gonk. Yeah. It's just just like a fast food trash can sprayed brown walking around. (laughs) Yeah. And I cannot get enough of it. I know. I'm so with you, dude. <laughs> that yep. whole, like, especially all those droids in the Jawa ship look very 70s. Like, what would you do? Or the aliens in the um, cantina. Yep. I feel the same way about. Right. They're not moving very much. 
<laughs> but they look so much. Uh, they, I want. They're my friends. I want. Yeah. They're real. Yeah. That you can touch them. Yeah. Because you can touch them because they're made out of real stuff. There's the just the straight up Satan is in the in the cantina, <laughs> and I'm like, I'd like to have a conversation with that guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's some this... of it does not look good, but it looks good. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I just love it. There's just that one character that's just a ribbon, just an orange like <laughs> ribbon. <you know>? yeah. <laughs> like what? It's like it's like Lucas is in his garage, <laughs> looking around for stuff for set dressing for these have? scenes. Um, there's the the claymation, you know, this thing about the land speeder where they just put Vaseline over the wheels so it looks like it's <laughs> flying. Incredible. They just literally smeared Vaseline on the camera lens. <laughs> That is um, so great. Then, there's like they're physically in these locations, mm-hmm. which they went back to in Force Awakens, and you can just feel it again, right? They're yes. in the desert again. Yep. Um, the props, like you were saying before, like the sets, this the how big they are. Um, the world building is great, but I don't think it would have worked as well if it wasn't just physically grimy, dirty. Yep. Real broken yep. crap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, 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 every time I watch it, I'm just like, C3PO looks so good when he's just rusty. Yep. Oh, yep. I love it. So I, 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 I don't know. I was really struck this time. It's weird because we could be doing this episode a week from now and I would have a different evidence, but this is the one that really stuck out to me in my viewing last night. Feeling that, that feeling that he was just making this, they were, almost creating as they went with the shoestring mm-hmm. budget that they had you know yeah. like like i was i i think they they actually made ilm like they started ilm during this because they were like we don't mm-hmm. have a place that can do the shots that we need let's just build it ourselves yeah. you know what i mean like yeah this launched the greatest special effects you know house in the world like uh-huh. this this right. movie because they were like Oh man, we gotta like do more shots, and like we can't we can't send this out anymore. Like get get some computers. <laughs> what do we got? Like I, I read right. that the Apple II yep. came out this year. Maybe mm-hmm. they used some some Apple IIs. Like what did they even use, dude? They just it, I mean you see the behind the scenes footage, and people have probably seen this of like the um, the X wing run, right? And it's just on the on the Death Star. Yep. It's a hundred percent model, and those are on strings. Yeah, uh, one string attached on this side of the room, one string attached on the other side of the room, pulled tight, and then just zoo, like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> put like a hook on on an X wing and yeah. zip it across the room, and then you watch it on the screen. It's like it looks real. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. It's so good, and and so I just feel it. Just feels so lived in and real. Yep. That it it just elevates the world, yep, and deepens it so much, and that's why the props go for so much money, and that's why the toys worked so well, and that's right. because it was all such good design totally. in the real world. There was one stricken that I picked up on this this last time, as far as the mm-hmm. practicals go. If you, I've I've noticed this before, but I had forgotten. It's like whenever somebody is in an X wing fighter, they're like bouncing up and down. Have you noticed like yeah. they're like 
You know what I mean? (laughs) Well, and then there's some things that I think were were kind of just realities, like when he gets in and out of the um, the speeder. Yeah, which is supposed to be floating, right? right? But you can tell he's getting out of a car. Yeah, that because because it's lifting up. Um, they have embraced that in the Star Wars universe as just how those speeders function. Yeah, and so now they make speeders in their new stuff, but they still act that way when somebody gets out of them. Yeah, and it's just like, what a happy accident that was. Yes, that for some reason that makes their CGI stuff now look more tangible sure yeah i love it when new stuff quotes old stuff like one of my all-time favorites favorite lines is still i sense something a presence i've not felt since you know and then there's like that beat and i don't know if something was supposed to happen there or what we laughed we laughed out loud last night yeah it's so darth darth vader says a presence i haven't felt since how long do you think the beat is? A second long? It's long. Where he's just kind of staring. Yeah. And then he quickly turns and looks away. It's such a weird moment and so good. Yes. But then, you know, they picked up on that in Lego Star Wars. Right. Maybe holiday special? Or yeah, That sounds right. I think it was holiday special, which was, man, just so good. I loved that. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll, we'll talk yeah. about that. I, it, that was much better than 8-Bit Christmas. Which I did like a lot. Yeah. Um, but something was off about eight bit Christmas for me. Yeah, yeah. The the last ten minutes of eight bit Christmas I frigging loved. I didn't make it there. You didn't? Shoot. No. Oh I stopped man. because I wasn't connecting with it at all. Here That's was, interesting. But now now that I know that I'll I'll go back. I really liked the ending. Okay. Um, That's good to know. But yeah, it was it was so chock full. It was kind of the way you felt about Ready Player One, which it's like, right. this is stuff you like. <laughs> like, remember this. You are cool because you like the stuff. And by the end, I was like, I don't ever want to watch another Star Wars movie. I hate myself for liking Back <laughs> to the Future. It's like, it, it, like when he took out the the NES cartridge and blew in it. Yeah. Yeah. Why wasn't that funny? You know, like she was like, this is something Mm -hmm. that we always did. And I was like, I know, (laughs) you know, like, like, I don't know. That's what I was feeling. That's why I couldn't make it. But now that I know, I'll watch the rest of it. I'm just saying like, yeah, there's so much richness to to reference in this movie. Yeah. So Lego's perfect for it. The Lego movies. Yeah. So what I was saying is Lego holiday special, somehow Mm -hmm. the perfect tone, every joke hit and and you're like. I like this. It like the opposite of like, I know. Thank you for telling that joke because I'm so happy you did. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. Okay. So I think th- that's my first one. Just so much reality. It's just so rich and it's just, I've, I just felt lucky to have it. Yes. It's grounded. Like it's, it's fantasy. Like, or it, it's like, um, it's not exactly sci-fi in and in and of it. Like Star Trek. It's like fantasy based in almost a real world. It's grounded, like my computer. You know, do you know, like, like that? I think that's what you're saying. It's, it, it is a weird combination of very grounded and also there's a wizard in it. For sure. There's a force. You know what I mean? It's futuristic, yeah. but it's also mm-hmm. like, yeah, it's just grounded. And 
we'll probably get they later into the into the evidence or at least into the discussion as to what else grounds it massively. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. In the real world, but let me let me come in with a piece of evidence here. Okay. All right, dude. My first piece of evidence is the edit. Okay. Really? Okay. Yeah. So, again, I love learning. I love learning about stuff. And mm-hmm. I stumbled upon a couple of little documentaries that blew my mind that I didn't know about this movie. Okay. And basically, there's this really cool article called Marsha Lucas Saved Star Wars in the Edit. Okay. Huh. <clears throat> and so that was his then wife. So she was right. one of the three editors. There was actually an editor on this movie that was cutting it. And they didn't get along. And he, like, fired him or replaced him or whatever. I mean, again, just thinking about this story of, like, we, we keep coming back to this, but it's good because we're doing the first Star Wars movie. That's why it's good that we're right. starting with the first one. He definitely doesn't know what this is going to be, thinks it's going to flop. Um, yeah. And so they're sending dailies. They're sending stuff to get edited. Super is not not liking the way it's turning out. They show it to the to his buddies, right? Okay. And... The, the edit's just super bad, dude. Like, hmm. it does not look good. So, like, for example, one of the early edits was during the battle scene, they kept cutting back and forth. Like, you know how they do cuts? Like, Return of the Jedi is the best maybe ever of cutting oh, yeah. between... Those last 20 minutes where it's three stories happening at once? Yes. Too good. It's so perfect. The yep. opposite was the first edit of of this movie. So... They there are at least three, if not four, cutscenes of Luke Skywalker just being a moron. Like <laughs> when have you seen any the, of these in the beginning? I've seen him and I've seen him and Biggs. Yeah, having a conversation, which he refers to in the final cut. Yep. But you don't have to see that. Maybe this is where you're getting. You don't have to see it. You just have to know. Oh, he had a couple friends that are in the academy. Yep, but I so I've seen I think a scene where he and Biggs are like talking by his house or something. Yes. Okay. So there's there's that they added that back in. That I mean they added mm-hmm. them talking at the end, which actually I thought was cool. I liked seeing that. Re- yeah. I like I like it too. Reuniting. Yeah. So that's that's an addition in the 2000s that they put back in. I think when they have that conversation before they all go to the final like big battle right. scene, that is new. Okay. I'm I'm pretty sure. Okay. Because they kind of catch I, I, up. I, I think you're right. That felt less familiar to me last night when I was watching it. Yes. So that's added. Okay. But mm-hmm. there, for example, there's the scene where he's talking to another robot that has a name that's like Dinky or something like that. Come on, Treadwell. Well, come on, get in gear. Probably what we would have thought of R two D two if he would have been cut. We'd be like, oh, I was just gonna say that. It, the only reason C three PO makes sense is because it's yeah. forty years old. We frigging love it. But you're right, like Dinky Danky. You're probably right. Yeah, some yeah. other dumb robot Rolf name, sure. or you know, like something like that. Um, and they're, they're just he's wearing this like visor and uh-huh. he's out doing his 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 jobs basically. You know what I yeah. mean? And he's talking Harvesting to the robot. Harvesting water or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, hey, dude, let's go over here. <laughs> and like, basically, that was the intro. First of all, that was the intro to your hero character. Right. Um, And then they were going to cut in and out of all these different 
like exciting scenes and that. And mm. so mm-hmm. the, they kind of like showed what it looked like and you've got like really cool momentum and then like super lame hero character <laughs> development that is not needed <laughs> at all. And then like cool stuff, uh-huh. Princess Leia on the ship and then they go back to Luke doing like water harvesting or whatever you know what i mean so it's like (laughs) drinking blue milk yeah yeah so then they showed in the final edit which i didn't realize you don't see luke skywalker until 17 minutes into the movie right so you haven't even long like you you would think that r2 and c3po are the main characters of this movie totally those first 17 minutes yep yeah you're 100 right but that was in the the further along edit like, let's wow. just not even meet, like, I love that. Like, not even meet the hero character yeah. until 17 minutes in. We haven't heard the main theme since mm-hmm. the first note, Maurice Murphy crushing it on the trumpet. Mm-hmm. Right. Which someday we need to talk more about that. Um, <laughs> so, so first of all, I think that ruled. Yeah. Then they kind of showed how they moved a lot of uh, different scenes around which mm-hmm. made so much more sense. But then the main edit, and you ju- you just have to watch it, okay. is in the first version of the movie, um, what is the world that they're going to blow up at the end? Um, so is it's that... not Alderaan. They already did that. Oh, Dantooine? Is it Dantooine? Another and stricken. We're... Because oh, that sounds exactly like Tatooine. To- just like Jeddah. Like when they go to Jeddah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Totally. There are other letters in the alphabet you can use. <laughs> <laughs> Did you, Jedi? Jedi. <laughs> Tatooine. No, not Tatooine. I said Dantooine. Huh? No. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And they're blowing right. up planets here. They need to be sure. Yeah, they should be sure about that. So, <laughs> right. so this was insane, dude. So uh-huh. basically the way the original edit went, they all go to the Death Star and just uh-huh. blow it up. There's okay. no like um, tension building at all. It's just like we just need to blow up the Death Star, which is cool and important, right? Right. Because they're the bad guys and stuff. But that whole Dantooine explosion. Oh, wait. You know what? I'm wrong. It's Yavin is the planet Ye- that they're going to. Thank you. Oh, and that was Dantooine is Guad- the one. Da- Dantooine is the one that she says the rebel base is on to uh, and it. lies. Um, yeah. Yavin is it's the too one... far to make a demonstration, but it'll be su- this will be suitable. <laughs> right. right, exactly. Ooh, Grandma Tarkin really ripping in this movie. He's so Grandma good. Grandma Tarkin. He's so, he. I love Grandma Tarkin. Yeah, me too. And I love the Boba Fett when he walks by, and that's it. I remember our theater really responding to that. You yep. know, there was the Han Boogie stuff where everybody was like, "Who that?" Mm-hmm. And then Boba Fett comes out, and people were like, "Yay! Hooray! We, know that we guy. saw Boba Fett. <laughs> we know that guy." See, that's yeah. the opposite of Kessel Run. Like Kessel Run, right. love hearing about it. Don't need to see it, even though exactly. yeah, that was kind of cool. Okay. Sorry. Okay. So Yavin, Yavin. That's what it was. Yep. So there was no Yavin plot, dude. There was no Yavin anything. They weren't going to blow it up. All they went to do was to go blow up the Death Star, and that's it. I think I remember hearing this. And so then there's no tension. There's no tension. This is is a very first draft thing. Yes. So you write a thing and you think, oh, they just want – the audience would like to see something blow up. But that's not true. They need to know that that thing is going to blow something else up, and there's 30 seconds to go. (laughs) That's it. Yeah, that's hundred percent it. Wow. So yeah, I, I think I think we talked about this like a year or two ago. 
So, but in case okay. any of our listeners didn't know this, you can you can just look it up on YouTube. It's super cool. But basically, Marsha Lucas came up with that whole idea. Let's have wow. another planet. Uh-huh. We're gonna blow that up. All of the rebels are on that planet. Mm-hmm. So we're all tied to that planet. So the stakes are incredibly high. So we need to destroy the Death Star now, or they're gonna destroy our entire existence. That's so, so that's much interesting. Yeah, the bigger interesting than about like George just, Lucas wouldn't I, I'm not gonna fault him for this, right? Because he's just writing this. I know what it's like to write a first draft. It's you're just like, I don't know, this is how a story goes, I guess. Sure. So to 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 write it and to say this is the movie, sometimes it just takes somebody else, and it does help if it's your wife, probably, to say, There's no stakes here. I don't even give a rip. Yeah. And so you better put some people down there that's gonna blow up, or else yes. this whole thing doesn't even matter. For sure. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> like they were like it even seemed sort of mean like they're just going to the death star to like kill millions of people and blow up. well that's true if you think too carefully about it that's a lot of people they just killed. right just yeah. to get darth vader and to save you know oh, Princess Leia or whatever so yeah. yeah now this was the thing that that kind of blew my mind that i have never seen before is that every single bit of plot development or exposition or talking about it is all off camera Hmm. So like every single thing you hear is either a computer voice, a oh. thing over a com, a reporter, and then just shots of like computer screens and like the Death Star getting closer and then just reaction shots with zero dialogue. Stand by alert. Death Star approaching. Estimated time to firing range, 15 minutes. Because last- it's because that's all that's in rewrites. Yep. And so they have to add all that in. That's what you're yep. saying? That's crazy. Yeah. So they stole I've never noticed that either. They just stole reaction shots from other <laughs> scenes and right. be like, "Okay, now pretend that you're witnessing your world about to be blown up." You know what I mean? Uh-huh. So yep. they just kept splicing that, adding overdubs, adding rewrites mm-hmm. and ADR stuff. So basically, the last 15 minutes of the movie is just ADR and stolen That's crazy. shots. So it was fixed in the edit. Looks incredible. Yeah. It's it the does. best I, you would never ever. Know. Yeah. Yep. So I love that. Uh, that's cool. I love it too. Um, and it makes me love my next evidence even more. Great. Knowing about this edit, especially the Luke Skywalker stuff, because. So I th- I actually think this movie is the perfect example of Campbell's The Hero's Journey. Hmm. So the the hero's journey gets crap because it's rote and it's because, you know, if you if every movie followed these 12 steps, then every movie would be Lord of the Rings. Every movie would be Star Wars. Every movie would be The Matrix. Right. Like. Right. um, Harry Potter, to a certain extent. Right. Like every movie can't be about. A hero character. Saving the world. Right. So I get that. Um, And at the same time. It friggin' works in this movie, and it's per- it's a perfect example. So it's so perfect. Like Tootsie, it was used yep. in my screenwriting class in college. Right, yeah. As like, oh, you don't understand the hero's journey? You've never heard of that? Have you seen Star Wars? Right. right. Yeah. That's This This is how it works. And so there's a there's a call to adventure and a refusal of the call. And if if there's not a refusal, it doesn't work very well. Mm. So... Um, I did and I did write a novel 10 years ago where I was like, 
I don't get refusal of the call. Why would anybody not want to go on an adventure? And so I'm just going to write what I would do, which is if somebody came to me and said, you're the chosen one and you're going to have an adventure, I would be like, before they started, before they yeah. finished talking, I, was, I would be like, where do I, what spaceship do yeah. I get on? Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but that doesn't make for as interesting a story for some reason sure. as yep. initially the hero not wanting to do it. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I don't know that anybody can really explain why it works that way. Mm-hmm. But if there's no refusal to the call, the movie doesn't work as well. And mm-hmm. so this is the kind of thing that we would talk through at length in my screenwriter class. And some people were like, Star Wars, what? We're going to talk about Star you know, film students. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then and it's just like, no, because the, it's undeniable. The, the way that Luke's story goes, and I love this thing about the edit that I didn't know, which was there was too much of it. Yep. It's just like, here's it. the little glimmers you need to see. He meets his mentor, and the mentor is incredible. Yep. There's all sorts of tests. There's a there's kind of like a big ordeal that he has to go through. Mm-hmm. And the ordeal really needs to have high stakes. Speaking of what you just talked about, if the ordeal doesn't have high stakes, then the hero's yes. journey doesn't matter. Yep. And then there's kind of like a reward at the end. So it's just like, I don't know if Lucas was like, pull out the hero's journey. Uh huh. I don't think he did because it sounds like he really screwed it up at first. (laughs) (laughs) Well, but he's, yeah, it's, it it really does from, from what I was reading and what it, some, what we've picked up on over the years is like, it's, you're figuring it out as you go along. Now, he mm-hmm. he wrote and wrote and wrote and wrote. I mean, he was writing all yeah. the time, thinking. I mean, he's a creative genius. Right. You know what I mean? Um, but, yeah, like, as like it, it might need be the kind of thing that, like, you need somebody like Marsha Lucas to step outside of it and be yeah. like, okay, you got to get out of your head right now. Like, mm-hmm. this doesn't work. And, like, I, when was that Hero's Journey thing published? I mean, I can look that up, but I mean, it was, it's, it's a long time ago. Okay. So like pre Star Wars. <laughs> oh yeah. Yes. It's like, it's like, okay. it, so remember when we were talking about Dune? Sorry. No, no, don't, yeah. don't worry. I, th- th- it's a great question because it's the same thing about like, I, I think Star Wars started everything. And then I read Dune and I was like, wait a minute. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, I picked so up on. I'm, I'm. My laugh right there was was laughing at myself about Dune, which is like, wait, worms, sandworms. <laughs> I've seen a billion sandworms. Right. So yeah, Dune, dude. Star Wars is a little bit like Dune light, I think, where sure. it just Dune is so complicated and complex they can't even do the entire hero's journey in one movie. Right. He's halfway through the hero's journey at the end of Dune one. Mm-hmm. He's in the denial of the call. Hmm. That's why people. That's like a quarter of the way through. Yeah. See, people didn't even know that. That's. I think that's. <laughs> right? That's why people were so mad. Yeah. It's like, and we're, and we're so used to the hero's journey. You know what I mean? Like. Yep. We're we're so used to the kind of like this the, the script or the, pre pre script. I don't know whatever you the, mm-hmm. the trellis, um, that we're like, wait, I didn't get my. My reward, right? Like right. Dune ends without, like they kind of almost have to manufacture a reward at least to get a little bit of something. You're exactly you know I mean? right. For the, the American the whole, audience at least. 
Dune one is refusal of the call. Mm. That's wow. the that's the third step of twelve in the hero's journey. Wow. That's why people got so upset at the end of that uh-huh. movie. Yep. Because they didn't get Princess Leia. They didn't get a Darth a Death Star. Right. And they didn't get Princess Leia putting a medal on him at the end. Right. Um. That comes in Dune, but it takes a long time, and it actually takes several books. I don't know how they're gonna do it, and it gets bonkers. <laughs> but Star Wars is bonkers, and they did that um, for sure. So I, th- what Marsha Lucas did for George Lucas, it sounds like, is said, "You're missing this piece of the hero's journey. If you want this to to satisfy like this kind of story is supposed to satisfy, you're missing this piece." And when I had an author read my book, she said to me, there's no refusal of the call. Wow. And I said, that's because that's not how I would act. Yeah. Because I would say, like, beam me up. I don't care who I'm leaving behind. Let's go. (laughs) I just want to go on an adventure. Right. She said, but that's, that's, for some reason, that's not how this kind of story connects with people. And so Mm. you need a refusal of the call. And so I, I wonder if there were others in... Lucas's life that were bringing him back to this cycle. Yeah. And that's why it works so well. Hmm. It does though. It works great. Oh yeah, it does. Yeah. I was, I was reading about the, when they were writing the script for, for empire. Uh huh. And they were saying, somebody was saying in an early draft of empire that Vader was going to be a four or not Vader. Sorry. Sorry. Luke's father was going to be a force ghost, like like a happy force oh, ghost. Okay, interesting. So that hmm. that would be super bummer. Well, yeah, that that I wonder if that or, was Lawrence or would Kasdan it have been, would came have been in awesome. and was like, wait, no, 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 you need to make him the father. Well, when we talk about Empire, I can't Uh-oh, wait spoiler to talk alert. about Sorry. that twist. Just the 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 also like the cultural bomb that that mm-hmm. that went off when that happened um and i just wish i could go back and see it and not know that would be a top 10 thing to be able to do if you could be no but see if you had a if you had a um you'd need a memory eraser and mm-hmm. uh right the delorean so you need a little yes. bit of men in black and a little bit of back <laughs> yeah, to the future that? what's that thing they flash in people's eyes i can't remember memory eraser i I can't remember yeah yep yeah and a delorean just so all of that work just so i could go back and not know (laughs) love it and see tommy boy for the first time um and meet that woman who's et's voice oh yeah spielberg met in that um flower shop or whatever it was (laughs) right et um a couple dune shout outs dude okay obi-wan lives out Mm -hmm. beyond the dune sea Yep. There's a and lot of dunes, actual dunes in this movie, right? Yep. I totally, yeah. now that I'm kind of in the dune world, mm-hmm. picked up a lot more dune. So, like, it's just, it starts on dune. Yep. Um, and it then does. his dad was a spice trader. The, I noticed the spice for the first time. Never noticed that before. Wow. Spice. Got all that spice. Dude, can I do a, another evidence real quick? Please do. All right, dude, my second piece of evidence, first one was edit, second one, yeah. collaboration, dude. Okay. Collaborators. So we talked about this a little bit on E.T. Uh-huh. George Lucas is like this genius um, creative mind, 
but mm-hmm. he needs he needs somebody to like take it and and run with it or he needs right it's almost like he's a visionary and needs a finisher or something like okay. that okay yeah you know what i mean yeah that's like, good mm-hmm. there are people that can start things um but can't finish things I, i'm saying the kind of the same thing over and over again but like everything in this movie that's like beyond the original idea or mm-hmm. uh, not everything a lot of the stuff beyond the original idea was some beautifully placed collaborator so like yeah. for instance the cinematographer I, right. I didn't write down his name but he's like a super amazing cinematographer like on disney plus when we were watching this last night it looks gorgeous why like, does it look so good it looks so crisp like there are shots where i'm like they could have filmed this yesterday it's filmed on film with beautiful glass lenses uh-huh you know it's like they you have they haven't improved upon that barely at all except the post production stuff where you can add like filters and and right stuff to like enhance it is it the graininess it's, it's i mean i love film and gr- yeah for yeah, sure yeah there's there's something about like we were talking about before the physic just the physicalness yeah <laughs> that's a word of this movie but to add that you know it's filmed on film it's grainy sometimes you see a pop or a skip yep and it's just yeah i, I know what you mean uh, gilbert taylor is the name gilbert i'm taylor. coming up for the cinematographer yeah yeah okay so picking an amazing, like, th- I think that's another thing that George Lucas is incredible at, at least yeah. in the prequels, is just finding people and then trusting people. So, in like, the originals, you mean, in, in on the prequels? Sorry, I meant, that's what I meant. That's what I meant. <laughs> because, because I think the problem with the prequels is that he doesn't do that, right? That's exactly what I was trying to say. Okay. Right. Like every time you watch like bonus features of the prequels, it's always Rick McCollum. He's like, George's vision was this. So we made it happen. And George wanted this. And George wanted that. And George wanted this. Yes. Like the thing is like, you've got Gilbert, right? He's yeah. like, yeah. dude, put the lens like this. He's like, mm-hmm. cool. And he obviously. Point the he camera a, there. He's got a cinematic mind. I mean, like George Lucas, yeah. like, but you've, so you hire this incredible cinematographer don't necessarily micromanage. Yeah. Okay. Then you've got. Can I just say one more thing about the cinematography? I oh, was sure. noticing kind of the handheld feel sometimes yeah, too, definitely. especially when they're all getting in the X wings before going to the Death Star. It's yeah. almost shaky cam way right. before that, and so totally. I, Lucas in the um, prequels has just so many wides. It's yeah. like, why do we have to see everything at once? Get us in there. Yeah. And in, in a new hope yes. you're in in there with totally them, it's so good i love it yeah, yeah. It, it's it's grounded right mm-hmm. um okay then you've got ben burt mm. and this dude is just a wizard with sound man like like when when you watch the way he makes some of the stuff like okay here's like an old car horn and i'm gonna yep. like just go like and like just turn it slowly and then they show the spaceship that that sounds like yeah and you're like i don't get it like what creative mind was like this weird sound is gonna sound what like what a spaceship even though stricken from the record spaceships don't make any sound which then you know they actually play with really well in new (laughs) space movies like the martian right 
where it's like yep. actually there's no sound and it's now that's cool in in vogue or but, um uh, uh what's the one with sandra bullock oh yeah gravity um, gravity where it's just like silence yes. well there's a score yep. but they're not making noise so do spaceships sound like ben burt made them sound because ben burt made them sound that way and so we think that's how spaceships sound Did that okay. makes sense that's okay just like what your dad was saying, this changed the way movies sound. Right. It changed the way movies looked. He's like, this is what a spaceship sounds like. Tell me a spaceship before Star Wars that sounded better than this. Well, what wasn't um, Close Encounters before this? Actually, so that was the same Enco- year. Same year. Okay. Well, I was thinking about the Close Encounters ships. Obviously, that is a very sound-heavy music important movie, right? Yes. And so, but when they're coming into the atmosphere, it's just sort of like swooshing. Or like, like yeah, or like um, just deep bass, like. Right, like like um, machinery. It sounds like machines going, like yeah. a dryer sure. or something. These sounds, the, the blaster sound, the sound that the X-Wings make when they fly by. sound like anything else exactly. but now they sound like star sh- like now that now they're all you can think of when you think of a spaceship yeah. sound yes and he he was the creative mind that just like sampled like five thousand different sounds mm-hmm. and was like oh yeah i remember like i moved a chair and it went like this so we're gonna like take a recording of of that and then we're gonna slow it down <laughs> And yep. then add a little bit of this, like, lightning rod thing and then put some electricity through it so it goes like, bzzz, you know, yeah. like, I, I don't know, like, so so there's, there he makes it sound like it sounds. Because yeah. if you watch, like, Wally is one of my other favorite ones that yeah. Ben Burt did. Mm-hmm. It's ones and zeros. And then he has to do 100% of everything. Like, imagine looking, okay, like, like that, that's Cran's dream right there. I'm looking at Wally and somebody says, make it sound cool. Mm-hmm. Like, Wally's on your screen. <laughs> And it's silent. <laughs> what would you do? Like hit two pieces of metal together. Go beep boop blap bible bloop bleep blap. Exactly. Does that sound good, Mr. Director, sir? Sound cool. Like I tried my best. Like, <laughs> but even it's stuff like he left out. So like when the guys are like um directing the X-Wings and they've got like the um you know, they've got those lights and they're like, go this direction, go that direction. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, a bad Foley artist would have been like, whew, whew. <laughs> right, you know, exactly. but like they they leave stuff like that silent there's just engine mm-hmm. sounds um they had to manufacture every single sound and it's so seamless it doesn't sound dated some of the the only thing that sounds really dated some of the blasters yeah the needed blasting sounded <laughs> needed blastings are a little pe- and that's why i think people say like the pew pew thing right like yep. when laura dern was in 
Last Jedi, and the story is whenever she would shoot her blaster, she would say pew pew, and they had to yeah. get her to they had to tell her to stop. <laughs> it's just like, but even that is iconic. It's it's dated, right? You'd, I guess you wouldn't hear that anywhere else besides in the Star Wars universe right now. But yep. um, I I still love it. So all the sounds, then mm-hmm. you've got the ILM crew yep. inventing as they go. And mm-hmm. then you've got the number one collaborator. Here we go. <laughs> and I didn't put this as my evidence because I like I, this better. It's a little bit broader, but I wanted you to get here. <laughs> I always do that. So, and both Spielberg and George Lucas have said that John Williams is their number one collaborator. Yeah. Um, so, dude, I told you I was out running earlier today. And mm-hmm. that that first chord comes in. So I was I was I was I had heard the story of George Lucas. He's gone to the hospital for hypertension. Mm-hmm. He's traveling back and forth between L.A. and London, Tunisia, Guatemala. Right. I think is where they did that planet that we okay. talked about. Um, mm-hmm. And he goes to the scoring session of the London okay. Symphony with John Williams, and he hears that first blast. And he said, all of the cares of the world went away, and I was like, this is incredible. It's gonna work. Yeah, this is gonna work. And you've got John Williams and the London Symphony, 110 musicians, and he's like, I, it, it like literally makes me want to cry right now. Like that this, like you asked this artist, this is why I love mm-hmm. John Williams so much. You yeah. charge an artist with, hey, can you write? Like I've got a, a pictures and I need sound for it. And then mm-hmm. he goes away for two months and then goes, it wasn't Abbey Road Studios. That wasn't until Return of the Jedi. It was like this other, other studio. Okay. It's Maurice Murphy's first day of work as legend goes. And they play that first chord, and he's like, this is what I've brought to the table. This score and these themes Mm -hmm. are what I've brought to the table. And, like, just imagine going to that sound booth and be like, you did all this for my movie? Yeah. You know, like, I I don't know. That that was making me just ball when I was running today. It's so awesome. I noticed it. I wasn't even going for notice because i knew you were going to use this as one of your evidences or a side door one like you just mm-hmm. did. <laughs> um, collaborate and so i wasn't even expecting to be blown away by the score this time around last night but so there's that there's the crawl but then this scene that my dad always talks about which is the star destroyer coming over yep the, just it would not it would be a quarter as good without the score It, it's so big like so you know that this I, I'm that sounds so dumb but that's the it's all I could think about how big it makes the universe immediately yep. you, you you just feel like I'm sorry it sounds so cheesy it just you just when you hear it you think there is so much to this world I'm about to go into yep it's epic yes right that's, it's, the, the, it's the perfect 
actual it actually is epic that word is overused but this one is actually epic it's and it's with and that germanic proved by how how what did you say that like it's the most influential score of all time yeah, or something the american like, film yeah. institute declared it the most influential gone with the wind is number two max steiner right so like okay these are his teachers mm-hmm. like corn gold steiner um bernard herman um and then and then he rises to the top. Dude, he was 43. Not to be depressing. No. <laughs> um, something <laughs> I had to do the math the other day. Okay. This is the first time I've ever had to do this to remember how old I was. Have has this happened to wow. you yet? Probably. My birthday's coming up in a couple of weeks, and I was like, Oh yeah. I'm not even kidding. I can't remember. And so I had to how, do the math. And I was like, okay, I'll be 44. <laughs> I couldn't remember if I was 44 now or 44. Or you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so be... uh, what you're saying, anyways, what you're saying is that John Williams was my age now <laughs> when he did Star Wars. Good on him. I'm not jealous about it. He's got a gift I don't have. But man, that's incredible. Yeah, dude. I mean, how how nerve wracking must that have been too to like fly to London? You've worked for two months on this thing, um, and then get in front of like that was the first time he had conducted the London Symphony, I believe. Okay. Um, yeah, and they're all probably looking at you like, "Uh, we've got eighteen hour session." Oh my uh-huh. gosh! Like, oh maybe yeah. I don't know what the vibe is like, but they record movies. Maybe they knew all the time, but, but maybe they saw something different in this. Uh, sure. Well, he had done Jaws. What else? Has, what else he had was, he done before then? He had done. So he did Close Encounters that same year. Right. So, but he hadn't done okay. that yet. Jaws. I mean, the Cowboys, mm-hmm. right? Uh, oh, one of 19- our faves. I love the Cowboys. 1941. Um, I mean, he had been working since the 60s, I think. But Okay. But, no, but again, it's... Can you imagine, dude, they're showing up to this recording session to record this, like, Star Wars thing. <laughs> and then they're I like... I heard there's a laser sword in this movie. Laser- <laughs> but then they hit those notes, those yeah. themes... Yeah, hear them for the first like imagine like you go to the go to Abbey Road. Now that's mm-hmm. that's Return of the Jedi, and a horn player is playing Leia's theme, mm-hmm. and you're like the best. I've never heard that before. That's John Williams' gift is like he can write a melody that that you've never heard before, and it's as if you knew it. It's, it's the f- opposite of calling something Jedi. But yeah, he, and he only has. 13 notes right versus 26 letters like so everything he writes is so i mean it's so john williams after a while you can be like okay this is like you at home alone you knew it was a john williams score but it's still you're listening to these light motifs that you've never heard before how is it even possible it's so great amazing yeah Yeah. so well i i want to do on the bonus disc a few of the places where he kind of lifted some of these ideas or where he, oh, he what, didn't actually lift but when george Quotes. lucas writes or when the editors are editing they often are editing to music you know that that's one mm-hmm. other thing i want to say really quick is this is george lucas needing to be pulled out of himself george lucas mm-hmm. from what i understand wanted this to be like 2001 in that they used right. music like they used pre-existing yep. music and I think it was John Williams that was like, you don't want to do that. Hmm. 
Interesting. Like, it really works for some reason in 2001. Yep. Um, but I can't imagine it working super well. No, you you um, want th- you want brand new themes that are recognizable to only those characters. Yeah, for sure. Um, have you seen that Star Wars without Williams YouTube video? You mean where it's just silent ASMR it's stuff si- in the in the throne room? Yeah, yeah, where yeah. Where they're walking into the throne room is just so, like somebody and it's going. <coughs> and then when when uh, Carrie Fisher smiles, you just hear her lips smack a little bit. Yeah. I mean that it's it's a really funny video, but it just shows. It's just exemplifies what you're saying, that without Ben Burt, without Williams, that is a very it, it just it just loses all of its energy. The one of the most amazing scenes ever put on film yeah. completely loses its energy without his collaborators. Yep. Yep. Um, and they they were also talking in that editing too that when they heard Ben Burt's sounds for R two D two. They were like, this yeah. is great because we can use R2 as like a audience surrogate or comic relief right. or explain yep. things with beeps and boops, again, that are so expressive. Mm-hmm. Like R2-D2 is expressive, dude. The, the basis for R2 was this computer, this art synthesizer. And you could do it in different pitches on the keyboard. You could make him mad, you know, you could vary the wave, the modulation of the waveform a bit. Yeah. Um, but the trick to it was the, the human input, my microphone from my tape recorder in high school. Cool. <laughs> and so I could combine my voice at the same time that we're doing. It's, uh, I was noticing that again last night too. He really only has a couple spots of articulation on his body. <laughs> yeah. His head spins around. And his legs go back and forth. Yep. But that part where the Jawa shocks him, and it's obviously <laughs> just some guy has tipped him and then run out of the screen, and then it goes. Slams on the ground. Yeah. Yep. That's just a trash can falling over. Yep. But you care about that thing. You love it's him hilarious. So much. Yep. It's so you, your heart goes out to him. Totally. Who's who's better, R2 or BB8? Oh man, dude. I love BB8's movements, but R2 R2 is my guy, dude. Me too. I love the blue. Yep. He's he makes me feel like a kid, you know what I mean? Kenny Baker. Can you believe there was a person in that? <laughs> Kenny Baker? That is weird. Why did they have to put a guy in there? I don't know. That's like, don't <laughs> don't put a guy in there. 100%. That's like, that's so mean. Um, that's I mean, that's even meaner than C-3PO, which I was marveling at how skinny Tony Baker is and had to remain. Right? Also, hilarious. So funny. That, that character... Could be grading, kind of like yep. the British butler or whatever. Mm-hmm. But Anthony Daniels, not only his voice, but the way he performs it physically. Yep. The way he turns his, you know, you know that turning his head yeah. quick. Constantly, yeah, like little twitching. Yep. But then also like oh, yeah. the stare when sure. he's just staring at somebody for a little too long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're like, is he, did he 
shut off. No, he's still it's like so good. When when R2 is in the lineup with those other droids and he is obviously the best droid. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Why would yeah. you take that red one? I what? <laughs> He's obviously the best boy. Take him. <laughs> oh, I love R two. Yep. I'm putting him on my. I'm that's. I'm. I'm chunking in with R two. Is that okay? okay. I know yeah, that's kind of cheating, but do I gotta it. chunk in because R two is so good. Oh that, yeah. That's all I have to say. R two. Okay. Yeah. And I stand by C three PO. I even think mm. he's funny. You're gonna hate me, and Alex will really hate me. I even think he's funny in the prequels. <laughs> Sometimes. Just when he's too CGI, yes, is when I I I like Anthony Daniels. I don't only like C three PO. I like Anthony Daniels. So when it's just obviously a cartoon, yeah, I'm not into it as much. I don't know, Um, dude. I I'm beside myself. Oh wait, is I'm beside myself? Yeah, that's I'm beside myself. Then he says I've lost my head. Doesn't he say Mm -hmm. I've lost my head? No, he said I'm such a drag. Right? <laughs> yeah, that's true. He does say I'm such a drag. <laughs> that's super funny, dude. Get down all the garbage matches on the engine level. No, shut them all down. Hurry. <laughs> what? to them they're dying r2 curse my metal body i wasn't fast enough it's all my fault my poor master all right well on that note we're almost at two hours good thing we have a result show and we're going to be doing star wars for the rest of the podcast Mm. and we've also talked about it probably for more than any movie do you think in the past 12 years on the podcast probably star wars comes up more than any other franchise for sure 100% 100% dude um, let me just say as a bonus evidence mm-hmm. that I would have used um, I watched it with a 6 and 10 year old last night yep. and it, it 100% stands up dude They, mm-hmm. it works they love it 45 years later man yeah so it still connects so just like back to the future it mm-hmm. like ET like it yep. 100% connects to an audience of today timeless yep he did it and his yep. collaborators. Yep. Amazing. Well, listeners, it's in your hands. Go to Instagram. That's the best place to vote for this. Um, that's at Two Gomers. You can also go to our website, Facebook, Twitter, or email. All of that is at Two Gomers. We're going to put a poll out, and you get to vote whether or not Star Wars is a perfect movie. Thanks to our webmaster, Adam, Jason for our graphics, Davis for our music, Annie for our social media. It's going to be a great year. We have a big race coming up in February on over on Runner's Block, and so we've decided to do a running-centric movie in February as well. We're going to do Chariots of Fire. Oh, yes. That's going to be awesome. Actually, that it'll be nice to... I have only seen Chariots of Fire once. Yep. And so it'll be nice to do a movie that I'm not obsessed with and is a part of my childhood and I play games in the pool about. Right. I think that's going to be great because... Yeah we're going to be able to bring something fresh to that. I don't know if like I sometimes before we do a podcast, I'll look up on the podcast app to see how many podcasts there are about the certain movie. Yeah. I looked up star Wars the other day and I was like, okay, uh-huh. there aren't only episodes like Jurassic park. You've got 40 episodes of things. Jurassic park or star Wars. You've got hundreds of podcasts, right? About. Actual shows like the 
Star Wars Minute sure. podcast. Have you heard of that? Where sure, they do it totally. minute by minute. I, yep. I listened to one of those, not of Star Wars, but can't remember what it was. I listened to a couple maybe minutes. Toy Story. They, 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 they do have done, they've done other minute podcasts. Yeah. There was, yep. maybe it was Forrest Gump Minute. I don't know. I listened to oh, a minute podcast. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. <laughs> well, we did our best to get the whole movie in. Good. Okay, well, we have to talk. I have a perfect food that we're going to have to talk about. Okay. Um, so look forward to that, plus some score chat on the results show. And let me play this one thing for you. I forgot to play you this. Have you, and I'm wondering if you've ever heard this before. Okay. Have you heard that Uncle, before? That's 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 Uncle Owen, right? Yes, but did have you, do you hear the pitches, dude? No, play Listen. it again. Look, look, look. <laughs> What's he doing, dude? It's doo Da, 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 <laughs> oh my gosh no i've never heard that luke, before that is insane luke 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 we always do that luke 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 <laughs> his theme even uncle owen knows it see see how ingrained in the culture it is yep. that's incredible how did he do that um i also have not talked about my favorite scene in the movie yet so okay we'll, we'll Great. boot that to the to the results show. Okay, it'll um, be epic. Also, we have hardly talked about Han Solo. What's wrong with us? We we didn't talk about <laughs> Chewie once. <sighs> okay, result okay. show is gonna be a long right. one. It's gonna be another two hours. <laughs> All right, dude. Well, great app. Super fun, man. And happy watching Chariots of Fire.